This is the Mooncast. Where are you at again? I'm in the UK. Ah, oh, yeah, you're in the UK. Oh, of course, you're in the UK. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can hear the accent. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but no, it's, it's really nice to finally get to speak with you, man. I, I appreciate you so much for, for coming on and um, being able to answer some of the questions that I have for A-Star and stuff. So if you could just uh, tell a little bit about your background, about yourself with the audience so they can know who you are. Of course, uh, I know who you are, but, you know, the audience might not. Yeah, sure, indeed. Um, one second. So, um, I'm a, my name is JC. I'm a marketing and community lead for the A Starter Project. Uh, I have a background in uh, IT and got involved with uh, A Starter through a colleague of mine uh, who's with the project, who's very closely connected with the project. Uh, so, he introduced me to A Starter, and I, I was set on as marketing and community lead. Uh, A-Star is a DeFi infrastructure hub on Cardano that features a suite of core applications, uh, as you're aware, that is a, a launch pad, launch pool, DEX, money market, and tech service platform. And the project is backed by Amergo, one of the founding members of Cardano Protocol. Uh, and it aims the aims of a starter is to elevate its contribution and bring broader possibilities to the Cardano ecosystem uh, by providing fair, safe, and accessible open finance services to meet existing future demand in accelerating DeFi apps to empower the next generation of projects built on Cardano. Awesome. Awesome. No, that's it's really, really good to hear. And uh, how did how did A Starter become backed by Emergo? Like, how did that how did that process happen? Was it organic, or do, do you have any background on, on that at all, or any information for that that you can uh, you can give to the audience? And you know the the project uh, it, it started off with the idea of creating um, uh, uh, an, env uh, uh, an environment for building DeFi infrastructure. Uh, primarily on Cardano, and Emergo being one of the founding entities of Cardano, actively um, works and accelerates projects. So it was something that came about organically uh, with the the idea of basically facilitating uh, a suite of core DeFi infrastructure uh, products on Cardano. Uh, so the idea is to the launch pool and launch pad is to facilitate projects that are coming into the ecosystem and then supporting services for those in terms of a, a decentralized exchange, money market, and a tech service. So very mm -hmm. much the, the concept is to facilitate projects, uh, developers looking to build in the Cardano ecosystem. Yeah, awesome. And, and regards, just I just want to backtrack a little bit about the launch pool. So, when, so the launch pool, Basically, from my understanding, is I'm an ADA staker, you know, so I take mm. my my stake, I move it over to the launch pool, and in return, I receive tokens of a new potential project, and I also receive ADA rewards. Is it a dual yield system? Do I also get A Star rewards? How does that work exactly? Yeah, indeed, both A Starter and ADA rewards um, currently with the uh, launch pool. So the the, the 
concept came about primarily because um, we're looking for a way for investors to be able to in integrate, be uh, participate in projects without that initial capital outlay. So staking provides that method so you can stake mm -hmm. existing capital uh, and get your ADA rewards in the normal way through staking to a state pool. So what we did, we mm -hmm. configured the uh, uh, launch pool, the ASTARTA AA1 state pool, to reward in ASTARTA tokens. That's the AA token, right? Mm -hmm. and that's done by adjusting the pool parameters, the margin parameters. So we ran for a fixed period of time, what's called an initial state pool offering, where delegating aid are rewarded in 99% um, AA rewards, okay? And that was for a fixed period of time. We then, as we start to transition, after that period of time, we, we set up a transition phase where the pool margin adjusts, so it's rewarding in both ADA and AA tokens, the A-Starter Project token, um, mm. As it transit, as we transition to actually launch uh, uh, what we call the merge staking protocol, yeah. So, so the pool uh, it starts at ninety nine percent. We adjust the parameter to seventy five percent, so that the pool rewards are twenty five percent ADA, um, and we increase the AA rewards from its base rate by another twenty five percent, and then the current stage of that transition is 50%. So the pool is rewarding 50% of the ADA rewards to mm -hmm. delegators and the base rate of the AA rewards increases by 50% as well, based on how much ADA is staked. And then the next stage will, of that would be um, the 25%. And then we would launch the merge staking protocol, which is the second part of um, the dual ISPO that we concept that we launched, where people that are staking to the A starter A1 stake pool or a member pool, that's a partner or associate stake pool, community pools, right? Mm -hmm. Um so that there would be this choice of of state pools at that stage at the merge staking protocol stage can th and then are participating in the a starter staking ecosystem would mm -hmm. be earning a re merge staking protocol reward which is is looking quite good actually because we did all the modeling some time ago now we're looking at rewards between 30 and 300 percent uh, uh apr return on, on investment per epoch right but it's variable so that's why we have that uh, window 30 to 300 percent as mm -hmm. you're probably aware with DeFi, when projects first launch um some of the yield generating mechanisms can be quite high mm -hmm. uh, so what we wanted to do was to balance it over time to give it that longevity uh for for the sake of the project and for the people that are coming on at different stages through the project cycle so that the rewards um, can, can be attractive, you know, whether you get in at the beginning, uh, which is mm -hmm. where they're going to be most attractive, but still, if you were to join later on during the project, there'd still be some nice rewards there. So sustainability comes into play. Uh, when we were designing this, we were, you know, thinking of um, 
sustainability. We had quite a, a few different people working on the design. So we had all, all kinds of uh, input from the user, from state pool operators, from the project side. So we got a nice balance of incentive alignment as we were awesome. designing that. Mm. Awesome, awesome. Okay, that's good to hear. And I just want to ask you too as well, what what with your DEX, right? The DEX vertical integration that you have for the protocol, what separates mm. your DEX versus a V5 versus a MinSwap and a Wing Riders and all the different DEXs on Cardano? Like what what's the nuances and differences between your DEX versus those DEXs that are already launched and already active, already have uh, a little bit of liquidity already? to be able to trade actively on. Yeah, so we're talking about uh, the 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 value add there, what separates ADEX from MinSwap, mm -hmm. uh, Wingrinders, et cetera. So um, a starter, decentralized exchange, uh, the, the decentralized exchange that we built, it stands out with its, uh, what we call the advanced AMA plus order book mechanism. So we've, we've progressed from being, uh, starting off with a AMM, uh, automated market maker, to an mm -hmm. order book, include an order book mechanism, uh, which we've also developed um, a unique two-step transaction method, uh, that, which is an innovation that significantly enhances DEX concurrency and offers a superior decentralized trading experience. So... ADEX, user-friendly interface, robust ecosystem support, and distinctive launch pool providing dual or triple yield AA plus ADA plus um, token within that that pair, those just triple yielding um, liquidity pools, set it apart from other projects. Uh, we, we've actually put quite an extensive amount of work in what we described initially in our work paper as um a, a a method of transaction throughput based on parallel parallelism so we're taking advantage of the utxo model the e the extended e utxo model of cardano to be able to push through transactions uh which are then processed in such a way that it will not only deliver throughput and speed um, that it is expected from a modern decentralized exchange, but also it can mitigate risks of front running by obscuring those transactions somewhat. Uh, so you can prevent uh, the sort of attacks that we see sandwich attacks and front running and so on, uh, mm. mitigating those through obscuring, obscuring the transactions because when they go into that transaction process and the ordering of transactions can change. Uh, so we're, we're quite excited about that. And it, it has presented quite a few technical challenges um, in delivering um, that innovation. But we think it's yeah. significantly worth doing because it enhances the DEX. Compared, so basically, we're looking at a, 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 a new generation of DEX with this order processing, which we hope to open source and make available to the community as well so that everyone benefits from the innovation. Yeah. And I know that Cardano's is looking also gearing into fee determinism. Like, do you have, do you know anything about that and implementations potentially on the DEX for that in regards to maybe using different tokens to be able to settle transactions? Yeah. As you know, that's not something that I, I have details of, but I am aware of what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. That 
the, I think the, it's Babel, the Babel upgrade or something like that. Yeah, it, it, it's it's basically a way of paying fees, with, like you say, with the different to different tokens. So that's very interesting. I, and you know, I think actually the part of the token optimization uh, through transaction throughput that would come into play very nicely because not only can um, this streamline fees and actually bring in lower transaction fees than what you would get uh, under a normal uh, um, transaction environment by um, processing transactions in this way. So you get the benefits of the mitigation of risks from front running. You also get the potential for uh, better, lower fees. And if you bring in that um, different tokens for fees as well, you know, even more choice for users, basically. And I think the more choices that users has, the better overall. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, looking ahead, looking ahead um, we, we've got substantial plans of upgrades. We're currently on version two of the decks without even a product being launched as we're developing this. And version three will have that order book mechanism um, capabilities. Uh, so advanced scalability um mm which you know when you start looking at amm and order books it's a really interesting uh, um almost hybrid order book mechanism that can become in place because with an automated market maker you've got the 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 um the liquidity on both sides of the pools uh, so if you can merge that with a order book uh, to bring a order book hybrid order book which can actually take liquidity from the automated market maker uh they've got a very potentially a very good si uh, good system that can actually um find price discovery between the two methods uh, so yeah really looking forward to that and that we've seen a lot of innovation in that area i think in the DeFi ecosystem in general so yeah uh one of the things that the developers also brought out was uh, a migration tool that so we can not only um, upgrade the code um, for the smart contracts, but also the uh, liquidity, the, the total value locked can transition from version two to version three. Um, so that that will introduce uh, uh, also in hand in advanced concurrency handling solutions. Elevating yeah. the performance beyond V3, ADEX is, you know, we've got a comprehensive roadmap focusing on building uh, three pillars of DeFi. Yeah. Uh, also, I wanted to ask you too as well in regards to cross-chain potential implementations in the future. Like, do you guys plan to go multi-chain or are you guys just kind of just more so Cardano-centric? Um, maybe to expand sort of liquidity from the entire uh, crypto market as opposed to just uh, niching down only to Cardano. Just uh, walk me through that if you guys have thought about that at all or if that's not something down the pipeline. Absolutely. No, we've always thought of interoperability. We think it's very important for the ecosystem, specifically when we're, um, we're talking about onboarding and liquidity provision because you know the, the, you know, as we start seeing the, the blockchains, the networks interconnect, um, that broadens and breaks down some of the social barriers that we see in, cri in cryptocurrency. Uh, I'll use the term uh, tribalism there to, to, to talk about that in a more general concept. We see a lot of that in cryptocurrency and not only cryptocurrency, but in technology in general. You know, you may, may re recall the browser wars where you had uh, yeah. 
uh, Netscape, Navigator, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Microsoft IE and, mm-hmm. and Google browsers. And, you know, we even the search engines, there were search engine wars, you know, like one. Trump. Even the phones, the phones too as well. If you look at uh, Apple versus uh, Android, uh, you know, that's it. Uh, exactly, yeah. So these, 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 these are... Uh, you know technology companies and 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 the technology and the users of the technology kind of siding and being a bit tribal about the the different technologies you know because even with the word process you probably you started out with say what microsoft word or, or you know back in the day there was um something called uh, word perfect right so you'd have these two different camps uh, as you say, with mobile phones as well. But now with blockchain, when you've got this monetary value and people have got bags of of, of tokens, basically, which are, in many respects, community tokens, that's, that is exasperated even, even more than just the technology, right? You've now got this value sort of um, tied to it. So I think with interoperability, as these these community, if, if you know, project tokens, community tokens can actually... Uh, be more interoperable with the different ecosystems and communities, then it should break down some of those social barriers. I think today people are more open. Even the 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 you know I, I was talking about this recently when we were um, in a Twitter space with Wanchain, is that now with Microsoft the operating, for example, you can ha- you can run natively uh, Ubuntu right in an instance on Microsoft, and that was something that was you know people thought would never happen, but now it's it's natively built into the Microsoft operating. This is two competing operating systems that have synergies for being interoperable and working together for developers right so it can build the developer base and suddenly you know if you're developing an application you don't just develop it for the iphone you develop it for android as well similarly if you're building for a desktop you'd want it to work on the you know let's say a chrome extension you'd want it to work in chrome you'd also want that to work in firefox and so on and so forth so it breaks down some of those barriers for developers as well and better interoperability we see this with with blockchains now with tokens moving around the different chains um uh, and yeah i think we've always had our um aspirations for a more interoperable uh, ecosystem because that you know it can broaden the community it can broaden the user base and whereas we can develop great projects without that user base you know the, the, you know who we need those users to come in and use the application to to add liquidity to the liquidity pools and so on. So the bigger that, the broader that base, the better I think for everybody. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and I definitely. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, and that equates to choice for users, right? So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I also wanted to ask you. Let's let's just switch over to the to the IDO, right? And the IDO platform that you guys have. I was just going to ask. Uh, you know, incubation, is it really necessary on the Cardano ecosystem when you can leverage the ISPOs and stake drops, airdrops, drip drops, all these different types of things? Um, can you just walk me through uh, what's the what's the idea behind the value proposition and what the competitive advantage is as opposed to projects is, you know, marketing correctly and, you know, formulating ISPOs or stakeholder alliances and stake, things of this nature to be able to get their the project incubated incubated why why would they use your incubator versus those other strategies right yeah you know we we put out something some time ago regards um 
a partnership we made with a third party KYC and the focus there was to actually work on KYC with the project developers as opposed to the investors and the reason for that is a lot of people put uh, or a lot of projects like shall we say uh, within it puts, puts focus on KYC with um, the investors right mm-hmm. they say know your customer however if you turn that around and, and you think that well those investors want to know that the pro- who, who's who's in the projects what is the due diligence that has taken place on the the project so we 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 wanted to introduce that KYC on the projects themselves so that the IDO platform as opposed to let's say an ISPO platform which you know is great especially in these current market conditions where you don't have to have um exist capital outlay you can use existing capital stake and and project rewards right but there's I think there's always going to be this Mm -hmm. case where investors would like to actually uh, invest in a project direct more directly and I think an IDO provides that so one of the the roles of the IDO platform is to bring some amount of due diligence to those investors so that they know that 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 has been t- these checks and balances have taken place on projects before they actually list on the platform that's for one um and those at the same time that the there are um investors within the ecosystem that have project flows where they need platforms for these projects to reach out and be available to uh, potential investors as well so it's this kind of both sides of that uh taking place with an ido platform so so yeah i think it brings significant benefits um in, to incentivize early supporters by by distribution distributing tokens in both an ispo method and an initial dex offering offering method as well yeah okay fair enough fair enough yeah i wanted to ask you too as well is um the password protected closed OTC transactions, how would those be taking place? And can you just walk me through that specifically? Yeah, we've not really released much on this, but password protected closed OTC transactions will occur through secure and encrypted communication channels. Okay. Uh, users, users basically exchange passwords or access keys privately to facilitate the transactions without exposing uh, sensitive information. Uh, so that approach, uh, ensures privacy and security during OC trades on the platform. We, we, like I said, we've not put a lot out on that. We will release more as we get closer to actually launching that OTC. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. And uh, what separates your, you know, your money market, you know, your lending protocol and stuff from Meld and, and Liquid and all these other different lending platforms, LendFi too as well. Um, what separates yours? What's the value proposition and the, the sort of the competitive advantage? Yeah. So uh, for, for start, we're offering a complete DeFi suite. We used to get a lot of comments, with, you know, that we're building so much. And yeah, we are. We're building a core suite of applications that all uh, work with each other and complement each other. So offering a launchpad decks and technical support is a one stop solution for investors and projects on Cardano. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that, so that's one. It's it's this one stop a shop if you like for a suite of products backing from a mergo support by uh, one of Cardano's founding members uh, ensuring reliability and aligning with Cardano's vision advanced features utilizing cutting edge algorithms for robust liquidity support 
uh, creating a stable trading environment uh, in ha- building technology uh, such as in, in the back-end infrastructure for transaction throughput, which we can later share with the, the ecosystem as well, using um, user-centric prioritizing a seamless experience for traders and liquidity providers, ecosystem support, uh, collaborations with listed projects for the success within the Cardano ecosystem. And, and you know, we, we have we work with a lot of projects um on joint campaigns, basically helping projects come into the ecosystem. And they might not be launching on that project. There might be existing projects as well, because we all have some alignment in some way in building the ecosystem and, and working to that end of, of basically onboarding a greater number of users, right? In, in a more, in a, in a more, um, I won't use the word regulated, let's say a more standardized ecosystem where these standards for interoperability and DeFi protocols are developing because it's it's a new technology, right? So the standards mm-hmm. have to develop and there's often a lag between the actual technology being out there and the development of the standards. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, that it's, it sets us apart. It's one of the things we we strive for is um working closely with with projects we don't look too much on a competitive advantage because we see as all kind of working together uh, for the same aim ultimately yeah fair enough fair enough and uh in regards to derivative trading would that be potential part of the dex implementation or is that something that you guys haven't really thought about doing yet you're just more focused on trying to get the initial traditional swapping going on in no, we, we we have plans to introduce um, bridging and derivatives trading functionality from other chains in the future. Yeah, yeah. so expanding interoperability, enhancing DeFi cap capabilities is an essential element of the roadmap. I can't go into too much of that, but there is a lot of work going on in terms of derivatives trading. Got it. And uh, with the technical support um, for other projects. Can you can you a little bit just break that down a little bit in regards to what exactly you guys are doing to help support the other projects? Um, in, in yeah, yeah, we, we we've met with oh so many projects, right? I don't have a number, but many projects. We meet, we discuss, we look at what you know shared synergies there are between between the projects, and we offer comprehensive technical support uh, within the Cardano ecosystem. So we've got an experienced team that assists with smart contract development, integration, auditing, and optimizations, ensuring uh, successful deployment and growth of projects on our platform. So all of that, I think, is technical support that we can reduce the barriers of entry for projects. One, I think one easy example of that is the one-click token issuance which developed we developed um last year which was part of the launchpad product where project developers can go in and create their token so that's an example of how technical assistance can remove barriers to entry so the developers can focus on building their projects without having to worry too much about um creating tokens and issuing the tokens so it's just one example i think there's many you know if we look at the building the transaction throughput um mm. for our decks how that how we can share that knowledge and experience with projects coming into the ecosystem as well um so yeah all, all examples of technical support we can provide to other projects 
Yeah, in, in regards to your devs, are, are they taking advantage of the Marlowe dev stack at all? Um, are they using that, implementing that? Is it, is it helping the process become more streamlined in terms of developing on Cardano? With which tech stack, sorry? That Marlowe tech. Uh, Marlowe. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's there's, there's been some some uh, I think over the years, uh, certainly during 2023, there's been quite a, a lot of development in the tech stack. And, you know, initially um, and still to this day, you know, the the development team is um, is looking at all of those as they develop. So, yeah, we'll be looking to take advantage of, and, and looking to um, broaden the tech stack is used but you know uh, the, the the core focus stays the same at this stage okay perfect it's uh, pl plutus, plutus development building a, a on on that you know for, but basically because it's the the security aspects for developing native Haskell, yes. right so yeah yeah uh, let's talk a little bit about the partnership so i did see that you guys had like okx uh bitboy Ruby Capital and Altcoin Buzz and so on and so forth, some big names in the crypto space. Um, can you talk a little bit more about the partnerships and um, just just go into a little bit more detail and deep dive into them and um, what they're about and how they help you guys to strategically align to meet goals and um, milestones and things of this nature? Yeah, I think partnerships um, within a decentralized ecosystem is great because what, you know, people often say, well, um x project it's backed by x number of um vcs let's say right so mm -hmm. when when we when we set out we wanted to we you know we've all we always have this def this decentralization in mind so if we're just backed by a set number of vcs how decentralized does that make the project so i think by having a, a range of diverse partnerships with um different communities let's call them as opposed to vcs i mean we could we can we can think of vcs as communities in there in themselves as well right so the the mm -hmm. broader that is and the more the the more spread there is there the more decentralized we can consider our project as being backed by a diverse broad community right uh, so our main backer, our lead backer, if you like, is a Mergo. But on, with within that, there's you know there's OKX, as you say, there's there's Bitboy, Ruby Cap, Capital, Altcoin Buzz. E, we've even um, set up two programs with state pool operators. So if you look on our website, you'll see SBOs there, and these were those merged staking protocol partners, which are community state pools. Um, that are working with us as partners or associates to deliver the merge staking protocol. So when mm -hmm. that rolls out, users will have a choice um, as to how, you know, which staples that they align to. So, yeah, I, partnerships, I think very important for projects, especially decentralized projects, because you're taking different community groups, right? Be those VCs or um, uh, um influencers kols right these different community groups that are all aligned in some way with the the growth of the cryptocurrency ecosystem not just the DeFi, the web3 ecosystem but the, the whole ecosystem as a whole yeah and, and in regards to the the launch pad is it is it open on mainnet or what's the deal with that 
Right. So uh, we haven't uh, launched product. What we've done is we launched the launch pad in a beta. We had an open beta for a launch pad last year. Uh, so people mm. could get it hands on with the project. Uh, we incentivized that as well across a number of different uh, communities so that people actually came in uh, and tested that on the Cardano testnet. They'd create Cardano wallets. They would stake. Um, uh, and that went really well. We had a, a high turnout. I think it's something like 3,000 uh, beta testers, if I remember rightly. Um, but we didn't launch the product. The reason being market conditions for launch for a launch pad projects launching into the space were not ideal and still still not great, right? So even though the market has been pretty good through 2023, we're still seeing these these um, uh, you know uh, uh, some large volatility is just re as recently as last few days. So I think um, people are looking, you know, to projects when they're starting projects they want to start in a in a um healthier environment than what we can and i think you know no, it's not just cryptocurrencies across the board right i think mm. you know conditions what we what we've um you know troubles around the world and so on different you know doesn't create a great environment for projects that are starting so although we develop the project it's there it's ready uh we've ca carried on optim optimizing it we introduced the launch pool the ispo element so that people could uh participate in in our project without the capital outlay we haven't launched a token um mm. because we you know we feel that it, you know we want project we want the, the products to be there um and at the right time, release those products. So we're now focusing on the DEX, the ADEX, the decentralized exchange, um, and that transaction throughput. We'll then have the security audits on that when they go, when those all go through. We'll get that up, and we'll get the TG out. We'll start the merge staking protocol. We'll at the same time building uh, liquidity pools as well for the DEX. And in terms of um, liquidity i think bringing liquidity you know now we're starting to see interoperability with cardano with the um we've just incentivized actually um through a campaign a joint campaign with one chain which is bringing top tier assets bitcoin ethereum usdt and usdc on cardano so what we wanted to do um as those top tier assets bring greater liquidity to the cardano ecosystem we wanted to incentivize people to bring stable coins so we focus on usdc with a campaign that not only through staking to the a starter aa pool ada but if you are staking to the aa, AA one state pool and you try that cross chain bridge to bring usdc into the cardano ecosystem uh, we'll we'll take a um, uh, we'll rebase the price of ADA and USDC each day at 9.45 UTC, calculate the value of the USDC and ADA and reward through our current ISPO transition, which is the transition 50 phase, where it's 50% um, increase in the base AA rewards, uh, and we will, we reward those on the ADA value of the USDC. So it's just a, a, an incentive there that people can boost their ISBO participation if they're bridging, trying that bridge to bring USDC uh, 
into the ecosystem. So it'll be interesting to see how that grows, you know, those top tier assets, not just USDC, but USDT, Bitcoin and Ethereum circulating on Cardano as um, what are basically essentially wrapped assets. Uh, uh, with, uh, with that, I think it's worth pointing out that with USDC, where, it, it, you know, if Circle was to um, actually enable the USDC on the Cardano change, that wouldn't be a wrapped asset at that point. The issue across that bridge would be um, the Circle U issued minted USDC, right? But at the present time, you lock it on one side and you get minted a wrapped version of UST, USDC, sorry. I want to ask you in regards to the NFTs, are they, do, do, do you have any idea when they're supposed to be coming out and what the entire utility aspect of them will be? Yeah, they will have uh, significant utility within the ecosystem, uh, granting exclusive access to special events, early token offerings uh, on that launch pad, et cetera, uh, partici participation in our demo campaigns, and we've already used NFTs for that, but we have a specific series of NFTs, which we call the OWL NFTs by AWL, uh, which is also a play on the word A star with love um, and the word OWL. Uh, so that whole, that series has been designed with actually in integrated that look of those OWL NFTs, OWL-like characters within our dex ui as well um i have i've got a you can see that there's a few videos that show that as well uh that are out there so yeah and nft holders will enjoy unique rewards and privileges uh, as we continue to expand and develop our services if you know just to give an example of that how we're using the bridged usdc to reward uh, ISPO participants, right? So we mm -hmm. convert that value to ADA and then reward just through them holding USDC in their wallets. What we designed with the merge staking protocol, which can significantly increase merge staking protocol rewards, right? So we've got this 30 to 300% uh, yield reward. If you're holding an NFT, for example, that NFT might have a specific amount of power that can increase with rewards based on you holding that specific NFT. And we designed that using a method that it can uh, it can scale. So there's no sort of, sort of like there's not, you know, it doesn't have to be just three different multipliers. It, we could introduce a whole range of different multipliers. And NFT is, I think, a a great example of how that can work just through holding a specific nft in in a wallet um you know the the rewards there for merge staking are multiplied somewhat to the power of that nft yeah okay and uh of course you know i gotta ask this question i know that you know there's there's no real timeline for it but you know when dex if you will yeah you know adex version two um, it's coming along really nicely. I'm uh, very pleased with what I'm seeing. There's some optimizations taking place on the transaction processing and auditors are in place as well. So, um, yeah, we we will very... I don't want to raise expectations because um, there are 
deliverables that have to be met before we could launch. And I think the most important one is that security audit. So, but they're in place, you know, we've, we've got those all lined up, ready to take place. And we've also already delivered some code in regards to that. There is still a, some code to follow in relation to the um, through transaction throughput, the two-step transaction processing. Um, but yeah, that's all taking place. So it's to be confirmed, uh, actual date to be confirmed. We're very close to that, I think. Then order book decks. So that's uh, talking ADEX V2, which is the automated market decks. And then there'll be when order book decks. Okay, so as we as I mentioned earlier, ADEX V2 will support um, upgradability, which can also upgrade the liquidity pools. So we'll be able to implement the order book shortly after the release of V2. In regards to the security audit that you're using, are you guys going through M Labs or? Um, actually, we've not announced which company we're using at the moment. We have been speaking with a number of auditors. M Labs is one of them, also Certic. Um, so it, it could be that we'll use more than what more than one auditor. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll. We will announce it once the audit has been carried out. I think that's the best way. You know, actually, we'll get the have the audits take place, and then there'll be an audit report uh, for the community to see. Mm -hmm. Now, I think I, I think the same kind of response for exchange listings as well. These, whereas we're talking with centralized exchanges with with dexes, it's you know it's not it's not such a a big deal because you can provide liquidity on on DEXs, right, and set up your own liquidity pools. But with centralized exchanges, it's down to the exchanges to actually make the announcements. And I think we take the same approach with auditors. It, we we are talking with auditors. We know who the audit companies are, could reel off a list of them. But actually, when we have the audits done and carried out, and those auditors will then make public their, their um, opinions and findings, right? So, Can you talk to me a little bit more about the Cardano Blockchain Certified Associate uh situation like that program uh can you tell me a little bit more about it what it's about and why you guys are facilitated or associated with this program specifically the this certification one of our team i know that our team has been certified uh, one at least one member i i can think of that got certified and i did meet with the um cardano foundation team that's delivering the certification and from what I understand is, is, is kind of like a foundation course. It's uh, the, the certification is to say that you attended the course, right? And, you know, progress through that. So, yeah, I, I think it's really good, you know, that people can get certification. Um, and I think that what they're, they're doing is looking to broaden that. Uh, it's like actually where I was talking to see, the team was at the Oxford blockchain conference, as you know, Oxford is a student town here in the UK. Uh, so um, I think introducing those sort of accreditations and, you know, working with universities and other education partners is, is a great thing uh, for, for the ecosystem in general. And there's also this thing in with the Edinburgh university, which is the, um, is it the, um, 
decentralization decentralized index edi edinburgh decentralization index which um i, I think it's those initial the, the abbreviated edi so it looks at how decentralized a blockchain is and and so on and gives it has some sort of index as to how decentralized and that's something that cardano um i believe the cardano foundation or iog has worked with the edinburgh university to develop that so yeah great to see those sort of developments with um universities and other uh, educational institutions yeah Awesome. And uh, can you talk to me a little bit more about the demo campaign and what that's about? Mm, yeah, the demo campaign is an initiative that reward, rewards early supporters and liquidity providers on a platform. So participants who hold our NFTs will gain access to exclusive benefits, including token airdrops, participation in pre-sales and priority new token offerings. Uh, the camp campaign, the aim of the campaign is to call cultivate an engaged community and foster long-term partnerships um so that's that's good that you know one of the things we've also got there with that demo campaign we've got the og campaign um which is rewarding um participants that are are engaged with the community we've also got the um as part of the the demo campaign the meetups the offline meetups so the organizers of meetup groups social events and that will support them as best we can through that campaign as well so if there's that people out there that are looking to give de demos of or talk about a starter or cardano ecosystem in some way uh, we we look to support them awesome awesome and uh, can you just, for, for the last question I have for you guys, uh, can you talk to me a little bit about the team and uh, what their different uh, sort of skill sets are and how you guys were able to come together to be able to make this cohesive unit work? Yeah, we're a multi multi-disciplined team. So specifically on the developments, developers front, uh, so we bring up a, 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 a multitude of disciplines together. Um, and predominantly, all with a extensive background in blockchain and cryptocurrency as well so there's some nice synergies there um you know our, our, our team from on the uh on the the developer side we've got um, a range of disciplines from um smart contract development to infrastructure development uh, so we're running our own state pool and for example so we've got the infrastructure development there on that side and then we've got our own sort of smart contract engineers uh, back-end engineers working on those we've got the front-end engineers working on the the ui and the front end we've then got our team of operations business development and marketing uh, so there's quite quite a lot of hands-on uh, and disciplines that come together um, and we all work pretty well together you know we we meet regularly um we we also meet with the the, the wider team if you like uh, mergo weekly um and other partners that we are working with that uh, you know we have uh, back-end working groups for example um coming up i think this week will be one year anniversary of our uh, merge staking protocol back-end working group where 
Um, we meet with the merge staking protocol state pools about development of the merge staking protocol, for example, on a regular basis. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's not it's not just the a starter team, but the broader teams, the Emergo side, the the KOLs and um, stake pool operators that are all kind of um, got these aligned interests in developing yeah. the ecosystem in general. Yeah, uh, awesome. And, you know, I, you know, I should probably add on there that we've been doing a lot of work of late with um, Adiverse over uh, developing uh, um, projects, helping projects that are coming in through Africa, for example. I mean, we had that Twitter space, how can blockchain um, and emerging um, ecosystems work together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, I was able, fortunate enough to be able to sit during that Twitter space. It was very interesting with uh, sort of the, the solutions and sort of the problems that they were being addressed during that entire Twitter space. So, yeah, I really appreciate you guys for coming out with those. And they're very, very informative. So It, it was so, quite good that what those guys are doing with the um, uh, top-up, mobile top-ups as an onboarding example, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I think yeah. in... in you know, in the, in the developing world, that that's great because not everybody may have access to. Um, is a lot of the on ramps, for example. Now, when you see this in more and more indexes, and you know, we we are talking to people that deliver these these systems where you go in and you you do you do um, buy cryptocurrency and then you put in your credit card or debit card details and you can buy something like uh, seven hundred um euros worth i think without going through kyc on a credit mm -hmm. card um so that provides onboarding that way but you know that that whole idea of using the mobile credit system uh over, that they have um i think is great you know it's just another choice for users and it all you know it all comes down to choice right although, although in, in uh, marketing and sales they say too much choice is not a good thing I, uh I think f f in the, the cryptocurrency space and the decentralized space, choice is all part of that, right? So Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. John, I just want to say thank you so much, man, for coming on and sharing light on A-Starter. Uh, where can uh, people find A-Starter on the internet? Uh, A-Starter.io um, is the the first place to start as a, a website all the links for the social the twitter the telegram the discord groups are all on there we've got medium page medium articles that we put out as well um so yeah astarter.io is the place awesome. to start. awesome any any final words before we go I, I just really want to say thank you uh for having us on your mooncast and uh it's been a great pleasure uh, to be able to come on and share some details about the project today and you know let's do it again i, I know that um you moved off twitter right and you, yes yes and i've been trying to get you on one of our twitter spaces i keep you i'm going to keep trying and hopefully we'll get you on one of those it'd be great to have you up on stage um, yes. discussing on one of those twitter spaces so that's what i'm going to keep in touch let's hopefully we can do that thanks for today yeah thank you john thanks and uh guys this includes another episode of the mooncast man and peace